You have need of me to defeat Calamity Ganon. To slay the beast once and for all. It will be my great pleasure. Thank you, Rivali. If we work together, I'm certain we'll be able to do However! Hopefully, you guys have your tea as well. Gordon was gracious enough to go ahead and make it for the guys. Welcome back to the Christ and Culture. This is Clint. And this is Gordon. And we're glad that you guys are joining us this week. Uh, hopefully you guys have had a chance to listen to the two-part from the past couple weeks on Brave New World. Yeah. But uh, we're going to mix it up a little bit and talk about something different this week. So, Gordon, how you been? I've been really well. So you've been waking up super early, well, super early for me the past couple of days. Yeah, for you. Yeah. Well, what do you mean for you? I don't wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I've just been waking up to meet a friend for coffee. Yeah. And yesterday we were supposed to meet at 6.30 and I woke up at 6.30. So we rescheduled for today. Gotcha. But since I, it was one of those things where you like, you see what time it is when you wake up and I like jumped out of bed and put mm-hmm. my clothes on. So by the time it was like, let's just reschedule. I was wide awake. Gotcha. So I just stayed up and Dang. played, played Zelda for so a little bit. You've got to be like super productive in the past couple of days. If sort of. Yesterday, not so much. Okay. Yesterday, because I, I was planning on like going to coffee and then going straight from there to mass and then going to school lunches. But yesterday, since I didn't, I went back in bed, couldn't go back to sleep. So I just started wasting time mm-hmm. since I had free time. Gotcha. But this morning, I woke up an hour earlier than I needed to. And I was like, I'll just like sit and play this for a little bit. But before I did that, I was like, actually, let me like pray first. And so I started my day with prayer, and I was like, and so today feels a lot more productive than yesterday. Good. I, I'm assuming probably most of our listeners right now are listening to us talking about waking up at 6, and they're like, you guys are pathetic. Because I know a bunch of them wake up at like 4, 5, 6 on yeah, a daily basis. I don't do that. Uh, I know Cody, he, he wakes up at like 3, I think, every morning. So... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really a morning person. I want, I like enjoy it. I love everything about morning. But I, my body does not wake up well. Yeah. And also, ministry jobs typically go into the evenings. So, mm-hmm. like, if you're working till 9 or 10 at night, then there's this no point true. in waking up. But, yeah. Speaking of ministry, you also had confirmation last night? I had confirmation last night. Nice. How'd that go? They got confirmed. They got confirmed. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, what it was bi- good. What bishop was there? Schultz. Schultz. Nice. Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, I've heard about him. I've never seen him, so that was the first time experiencing him. Yeah. That was good. I think we have him in September 1st, too, this okay. year. Yeah. I should know that, but... It was cool. good. I, I enjoyed it. I hope, hopefully, something's been, you know, planted in them that they carry with them. Yeah. So... The spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically. Cool. How many people are in the, in the, the group? 25. Oh, that's not bad. No, it was, it was a good size. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, my week's been pretty typical. I guess there's nothing that's really standing out that much other than uh, we actually had some of Steve's coworkers come to our parish this week and talk about pro-life. 
Okay. And what that means to our uh, middle school kids. Nice. So that's pretty cool. That's Which really actually, cool. I want to give my first shout out if that's cool. Go ahead. To uh, Veronica from Texas Ride to Life. Because okay. as we were getting them set up for the presentation, she's like, hey, you're podcast Clint, aren't you? I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. She's like, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, that's awesome. So if you're listening to this episode, shout out to Veronica. Yeah, shout out. So the person I was meeting for coffee today and tried to meet yesterday is Bryce. Oh, yeah. Wingate. And when we met, he's, well, so we nice. were, he's the nicest guy. Gosh. When we met, we were, we were at conf, uh, going to confession, the same areas, and we were in that line. And he like moved back in line so he could get next to me. He's like, hey, are you Gordon? I'm like, yeah. Because we did like 33 Days to Merciful Love together. Oh, through yeah. Polo. Yeah. But other than that, we've never met in person. I was like, yeah. And he's like, I'm Bryce. I was like, I recognized you. And he's like, I've been listening to you guys' podcast. I'm, I'm on like the Lord of the Rings episodes right now. Yes. Um, he's like they're really good and i was like that's more of like clint's thing but also <laughs> so shout out to him too because he's been listening and he's been enjoying it a lot yeah man bryce is awesome yeah and also he's a he's a fellow geek too mm-hmm. yeah so i i always appreciate some of those geeky mm-hmm. and theological conversations with him yeah cool uh so media what have you been taking in uh quite a bit oh nice so uh i'm just gonna go down the whole list rather than save it because i've been trying to save it and it just keeps piling, piling up. up so in my host family, we boycotted the Super Bowl, or I should say Kevin boycotted the Super Bowl, and okay. I bore witness to that. So we just played games, board games. So uh, Galaxy Truckers is one they own. We got to build a spaceship. Oh, that's a fun one. And try to fly away. And we played that with a few expansions because they just got some for Christmas. And then I got a new game for Christmas called Secret Hitler, <laughs> which is basically a secret identity game, kind of like Mafia, but... It's liberals versus fascists, and oh my gosh, uh, it sounds bad, but it's pretty historical. Like you get to learn how hard it is to like push. You got to pass laws, or I forgot what the term is now. But anyways, it's a fun game. Okay, uh, real real fun. Did you play game. it with Steve too? Steve was there. Okay. Yeah. So Lizzie and I have been watching slowly Bob's Burgers. I've seen Bob's Burgers already. And it's just a show that I think she would love because it's not like Family Guy or other shows where it's kind of like inappropriate, but it's that same kind of comedy that's really freaking hilarious. It's an adult. It is an adult cartoon okay, show. Yeah. Same guy that makes Archer, but like Archer is like the inappropriate humor, which this one's not. It's like clean adult humor. Yeah. Well, okay. it's not always clean, but it's it's better. Cleaner. Yeah. So it's really funny. We've been watching that. Um, I've been listening to the Arcs podcast, which yeah. is the D&D podcast from the people from bright sessions as well as listening to new episodes of bright sessions and even getting back into catching foxes more recently too for arcs have you gotten to the the ship i've scene? listened i'm caught up oh pretty much i listen to it every thursday okay yeah, but this too. is the first thursday that they've announced they're doing it bi-weekly and it made me sad so nothing came out this week comes out next week oh i wasn't even paying attention dang it yeah but i started following them on our twitter oh really yeah <laughs> sweet okay cool <laughs> yeah I, I loved the the boat scene i thought that was hilarious it was great like while they're locked inside yeah they're like locked inside and they're trying to figure out how to steer the boat but had no idea yeah and there was the there was like the automated like Door. text book. oh the text yeah they're like this is how you control looks it. like you're trying to learn how to steer the boat <laughs> page one <laughs> uh me and Lizzie have just started a new Netflix series called The Umbrella Academy. Okay, I've heard of this one. 
and everyone's saying it's awesome. It's good. Not so far. It is good. Um, it's cheesy. It's a comic book. And it is very cheesy, but it's also dark. So it's kind of like the feel of Unfortunate Events meets like Watchmen. Okay. I don't know if you've seen either of those two, but like Series of Unfortunate Events is kind of like that cheesy and that's Watchmen. But I would also say another cheesy aspect, it's probably also like, I haven't seen this, but uh, Riverdale, like with the drama aspect. Uh. So it's a little bit of the cheesy drama that I don't really care for. And then the silliness of Unfortunate Events and the dark superhero-esque of like Watchmen. Interesting. So it's it's pretty good though. Uh, I, I We've enjoyed it a lot. Cool. I she might, loves it. I might take a look at that too. And then we watched a documentary movie called Three Identical Strangers, which is a documentary on identical twins that don't realize they're tw- don't really find each other and know that they were twins until they're 19 years old and they kind of run into each other and it becomes a huge big deal in the news and then they find out like something deeper was going on they're triplets uh they're triplets but like something deeper was going on and why they were separated and never found out like it was like a scientific research study oh that, wow like an immoral scientific research study where they just kept splitting up twins and triplets to see if they would grow up like the the nurture versus nature argument yeah 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 and then other than that i've been listening to new music uh weezer came out with the new album um it's all weezer it's all cover songs so like africa or take on me or one of the best they do a cover of uh no scrubs really yeah dude this sounds awesome and then lcd sound system is another band that came out with like a uh, a live version of one of their albums that I love and Pogo uh, came out with a new album which is like a DJ who right. makes like sound bits from like two two to three second clips from like movies so like one of his new songs is uh, Stranger Things uh, are they original or covers they're all original it's just like that's how his beats because it's like a it's like a DJ his beats are not like sounds but they're from movie or tv show clips interesting i'd have to oh, okay, i can show you after this and that's it that's everything i've been in taking holy cow yeah for, for once i think you're taking in like more stuff than i've even thought about taking in this week yeah i've taken a lot so i've been really stuck on not stuck on this not a good word but busy with uh books okay the past couple weeks so those take a lot of time to get through and we're doing a couple of them for upcoming podcasts so i've been kind of pushing through those um but uh i actually finished the star wars book so the star wars and catholicism that was written by um my teacher anthony digman uh so you guys can actually check out that book if you liked the episodes that we did together you can actually check out his book on our website too so go check that out highly recommend it if you're into star wars and the church but uh he goes into some like specifics on things you would not think of like he went through all the audiobooks all the tv shows all the extra oh for star wars anything that's canon he's referencing okay so So everything but fan fiction yeah wow so only the stuff that's been labeled canon but right he goes through all of it which is pretty crazy Uh, and then i've also been going into podcasts too so Catholic stuff you should know. Finally got back into that again. I'm listening to stuff from like 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're talking about like just a bunch of stuff that I remember like from two years ago. 
and it's kind of weird listening to that. But then The Crunch, Catching Foxes, I've been catching up on them again, and Pints with Aquinas. But uh, Pints with Aquinas has been putting out these two and a half hour yeah. episodes, and it's been destroying my iPhone storage. And so I'm like, oh, now I have to listen to them because I don't have any space on my phone anymore. Uh, so yeah, I've been doing that, and then I've been reading the... I need to get you a new podcast app where you can like download individual episodes to your phone because that would help. Oh, uh, you can. It just auto-downloads anything that's new. Oh, why do you do that? I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm too lazy to go switch it, probably. Uh, you think I'd be better at this. <laughs> but I'm not, you know? So I guess it helps you listen to, listen to podcasts. Oh, like a ton. Yeah. Yeah, I listen to way too much podcast. That's okay. Um, but it's like something I do while I work too. So, yeah, so that's kind of the main stuff to be honest. Oh, last night, uh, I couldn't read anymore. I was just like mentally not there. So I decided to turn on Netflix and watch sword art online. Okay. Season two. Yeah. I, I I was almost finished already. So I've only got like two or three episodes left in season two. Did you see they put out gun gale online too? I did. And I think I'm gonna have to postpone that a little bit, but yeah, eventually I'll check that out too. I haven't even continued season two. So is that technically season three? Because I saw a season three came out for Sword Art Online. It said it's no, it's not season three. It says it says it's called like Gun Gale Online, like a Sword Art revisited or Sword Art like it's like a spinoff. Okay, I don't know. Interesting. So then there's. I don't think season, it's a, there's a season three out there somewhere too. Then if they're yeah, not the same, I don't think it's on Netflix yet, but it's coming out with episodes and gotcha. Gun Gale's just like separate. It could be like characters from season two that they took and made. Since Maybe. I think season two is about Gun Gale online, the first half, yeah, yeah. So I just I don't know. Yeah, so uh, sort of online, good anime. We did a show on it. You should go check it out. Go check it out. Yeah. Speaking of games, yeah. Topic for today. Yeah. So the other thing I've been. Highly intaking, and I finished the story of, uh, the main story is Zelda Breath of the Wild, and usually games, I don't play video games often, so usually with games I'm like, okay, I beat the story, there's like other things to do, but it's pointless because I beat the story, like I'm done. Because the story is the most important part. That's the only thing I'm captivated in, (laughs) but I'm actually trying to like get 100% on this game. Because I know I finished the story and yet I, I'm like, there's still like 70% uncompleted. So working after it, but I think eventually we're gonna have to talk about why the storyline of the game is like what captivates us, but we'll move on from that. We can, well, we're going to talk about the story. That's mostly what I want oh, to talk about today. Great. It's not just then, the gameplay, cool. but yeah, we want to talk about Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, I I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I've only played one other Zelda game. So if there are things that we cover that you're like, oh, that reminds me of this about Zelda, we probably won't get to touch on that because you, Clint. Yeah, and there's going to be some people that are upset by saying this, but I've never played Zelda, guys. Sorry. It's okay. Until last year, neither neither had I. So yeah, if there's other things you hear and you're like, oh, that reminds me of this or that ties into this, please message us teach us (laughs) please reach out on facebook please tweet us hashtag welcome to the adventure we'll retweet it like do all these things because it would be awesome but yeah this breath of the wild is what i found from reviews from looking up 
secrets to unlocking things I need help with on the game. One of the best games since Ocarina of Time. Like one of the first games people were like, finally, like another good Zelda game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know there's like Majora's Mask and other ones that are pretty good too, but I don't know much about them. So you wait, you start from waking up from a deep sleep. Mm, Those are the best games. You have nothing. You have like spandex shorts, but other than that, you're just like ill-equipped. You have no tools. And right away you receive, I think, just like a tunic and some like khaki ripped up pants mm-hmm. and this device it's called the Sheikah slate which we know Sheikah is from ocarina of time that i played an organization that zelda princess zelda during the fall of hyrule to ganondorf like became a soldier for so like a spy soldier organization very good they're like rogues okay essentially and she's the one that helped Zelda in Ocarina of Time as Sheik. He never knew it was Princess Zelda the whole time. And she, like, pretty much when she was being chased after Ganondorf, went to hiding as one of these soldiers and became, like, one of the leaders of... I could be wrong about the leader part, but whatever. So... Okay. I think I'm following. We reference Sheik, Sheik Slate. And so it's the same kind of symbols. We get, like, the eye, which is, like, the symbol of Sheikah... The organization, like an I or the the letter I. No, an I. It's like an I with an hourglass type thing. Okay, s- gotcha. symbol. And so the Sheikah slate is essentially a tablet, which reference that okay, this world has like technology, advanced technology, and the tablet. All we know is what shows us the map of the world, and at that point, that's all it can do. Mm-hmm. But the further you play, it unlocks further abilities within the Sheikah Slate that will help you in your adventure. And you just go out and you have, I think, a weapon, like a sword and barely any clothes. And you're just going out and the world is like huge and it's beautiful. And you're like, okay. It's like starting out Pokemon with a level five and you have to run into the like grass immediately and they make you fight. Yeah. You have nothing. Except the first thing you fight is like a level hundred Charizard. <laughs> like you could, Seriously? you could. It depends. If you turn left, yes. If you turn right, no. Oh my like, gosh! If you go off and run on the wrong thing, then you're way ill-equipped. Yikes! I was actually thinking the other day about like how when I first started the game, I was like, "This is really hard," and now I'm like, "I can take on anything." You but can do anything. Essentially, it's free roam. You can do whatever you want. Literally, almost. Whatever you want, as well, as as long as it's kind of confined to the world, the realm of like physics. But you can climb trees, you can climb walls, you can run, you can jump off things, you can cook, uh, you can get creative, you can ride any animal as long as you can sneak up on it. Is there skill mastery, where you have certain skills that you can improve throughout the game? The only thing you can improve is like attacks, defense, stealth. But in order to improve that, it's not like permanent improvement, improval. It's like I can, there's this certain flower that's like a, called Silent Princess. And if I cook that with this uh, grasshopper that also is like some kind of like stealth boost, if I cook them together, it makes a, a stealth elixir, which increases my stealth for like 10 minutes. Okay. And so you can make like potions or f- meals that restore health, but also boost uh, stats. But everything's temporary. Even weapons. Weapons will break after like so much usage. 
And so you always have to keep finding new weapons, keep finding new shields, new arrows, new, new. The only thing that doesn't break is your armor. Oh, cool. That's permanent, but clothes and stat boosts are all very temporary. And so you have to constantly find equipment throughout the game. And essentially what you find out right away, if you take the right path, is that Hyrule has been gone for a hundred years. Oh, wow. That you've been asleep for a hundred years and that there was a battle a hundred years ago that we they lost to and you've been awoken you've been you hear a voice when you wake to like link wake up and essentially it's it's one of two voices that i haven't really boiled down it's either zelda's voice whose spirit is still stuck in that battle or the master sword there's like a voice connected to that sword and the sword's the one that chose link to be her knight and the more you play you have to unlock spots within the game where you take pictures and as you do that like you get a flashback of memory and you slowly connect this larger story within the game of what's happened and you find out that the the villain which is a form of Ganondorf from the other games but in this game he's called Calamity Ganon he looks like this giant black mist dragon thing Sweet. and back a hundred years ago or probably like a hundred and five years ago before the battle they knew calamity ganon was like rebuilding because beasts were where they shouldn't be like monsters were more than they were and then the the quantity the the quantity and style of beasts like the level of beasts that people were encountering at random places were like horrendous and so they're like that must be a sign that like calamity ganon's on the rise like evil he's pretty much like the core of evil Okay. And so when like there's a, a, a rise of evil and all this stuff, then they're like, okay, he's rebuilding. And so Zelda... He's the Sauron. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So Princess Zelda's like, all right, we need to build a team. And so her father, who was the king, went and hired her to go and get four champions to eventually run these divine beasts. But before I explain the divine beasts, I'll explain the four people. So she goes in the different parts of Hyrule which is the, the world we are in. And the first person she asks is bird, these, these bird people. They're called Ritos. Okay. And his name is Rivali. And so she goes to Rivali and is like, hey, we need your help. And Rivali, his problem is he thinks he's the best. He's full of pride. And so he's like, sure, I'll help you, but I'll help you because you need me. Because he's the best. Because he's the best. And so... What she said, what she calls it is she needs the confidence of the Ritos. We need your confidence and we need you. And then from there, you get a memory where you see she goes and hires the Gorons, which are these, they're, I don't even know what to call them. They're like round and orange and they live basically where it's very hot, like in volcanoes and they eat rocks. So they mine and they live on rocks and that type of stuff and like gems. Okay. Um, but this guy's name is Garuk. Garuk. And so they need the vigilance of the Gorons. And he is the jolliest guy. He's very like hopeful and he's very just like happy and w- like wants like tradition and all these things to happen. 
and then she goes to I don't I never got the name of these people but like fish people like their heads have like the tail of a dolphin and they have oh. like sharp teeth like shark interesting um, and then they have a body but they're all like fish as they swim and she goes to them she talks to the prin- princess Mifa and she, there really isn't like an aspect they need from her but she just needs her to to be in on this battle and she's pretty much full of love and then the last person she asks is the queen of the gerudos which is a all women city so like and, the amazon warrior kind of thing mm-hmm. okay and her name is urbosa and she says we need the spirits of the urbosa so this like strong feminine just like mind and aspect and like the spirit of just she's very like clear-headed and kind of knows things okay so she needs that aspect as well as this chosen knight that her father is trying to find the sword there's like a bunch of people that were like trying out to be audition yeah there's a bunch of people auditioning to be her knight and ultimately the sword chooses it's kind of like the wand in Harry Potter. The sword okay. that is... It's called the sword that seals the darkness. So the sword that seals the darkness, whoever can wield it, is the chosen knight. And so okay. eventually it's this Hylian, the term used to explain a person from Hyrule. Hyrulean? It's not. It's like no H-Y-L-I-A-N, Hylian, okay. um, which is Link. So you always get this symbol of four. And they don't mention this in this game, but it's the Triforce, which are three triangles with the fourth triangle. So it's like three things that make one. So until recently, the only thing I knew about anything Zelda was Zelda, Link, and that there was something called the Triforce. Yeah. Because uh, I went to a summer camp when I was like 15, and one of the counselors used Triforce as a theme in like every game that he made and i was just like what is this triforce thing so thank you now nine years later i finally understand (laughs) what it is it's the triangle yeah yes and the triforce is the power of the castle the hyrule castle and like the the family of kings and so like zelda princess zelda wears it all over her body and she's been expected to wield the power of the Triforce, to almost be like, I don't know, like a mage, or just like, she has this power to like cast light, to like reach into the power and like use this powerful light to cast out darkness as well. And essentially, these Hyrulean champions that they've picked, they've built these divine beasts with our massive creatures made by man but using this ancient technology that we see also in like the Sheikah slate and other things to harness this ancient power to pretty much weaken ganon and make the battle easier so there's like an elephant a lizard a bird and a camel and those are like the divine beasts so each one of the four that she chose is supposed to be taught and master one of the divine beasts and we just know that they've lost the battle, like I said, and, and where we are now. So we go to each of those spots to find that the divine beasts are out of control and pretty much attacking 
the current races of each of those people. Mm. And so what we find out further through investigation is that they not only built these divine beasts, but they built these other like ancient technology, like uh, robots to battle Ganon. They're They're like robot soldiers and all these different things. And Ganon's plan all along or however it played out when he had enough power was to enter into the ancient technology of all these robots and even the divine beasts and turn it against everybody. Yep. And so the battle broke out before they were even ready with the tools that we had to fight it. So this actually ties back to one of those Lord of the Rings episodes that I did like way at the beginning Mm -hmm. uh, where we talked about how evil itself can't create. It can only corrupt what is, what is made. Yeah. And, And we see that right here because from what you're telling me this guy Ganon right? mm-hmm. he's coming in he's corrupting the the robots he's corrupting corrupting the divine beasts and it sounds like he's even corrupting the animals around the, the monsters world that exist too. yeah yeah and, and making them into like something dark or bad um and so just kind of a throwback to that episode too the other small storyline and i've mentioned this in pre- a previous episode is the story of zelda Princess Zelda, we see in flashbacks that as she's picking this team and as she finally is wielded this knight who is like the chosen one from the sword, the, the knight that wields the sword that can seal the darkness, she is yet to find, find her power that she's said to be able to harness. Mm. And so she's going to these different shrines. She's going to these statues where people have received great power and prayer and nothing happens. And so she's doing this thing where she's, where uh, Garuk is like, all right, we should have a ceremony to like instill a prayer over the night. And she's doing it, she's praying and all the other four are like, this is lame. What are we doing? And Garuk, and she's one of them's like, Garuk, this was your idea. I thought you wanted this. And he's like, yeah, but like Zelda seems so sad. He's like, yeah, well, that's because Zelda, uh, Zel, when she see, looks into her, the night, she just sees all of her own failures mm. from this person who has been chosen, who has uh, gained everything that they were destined to gain. She sees what she yet has been destined to gain. Okay. Um, and then a later in a memory, one that sticks out the most, she looks at Zelda and, or she looks at Link common like reddit joke is to confuse zelda for link and link for zelda because all the games are called zelda but yeah but you only see link yeah uh so she can she looks at link and she's like how do you know you're the chosen one like what if you were to be born into another family and were never grow up to be a knight and to wield this sword you could have been anything else Mm -hmm. when i first played the game i always thought that like she was actually questioning whether he was actually the chosen one Mm-hmm. But like more recently, I've realized like she was reflecting on herself in the sense of like, maybe I'm not destined to wield this power. What if I was just born into this family who always has this power, but I could have been born into anything else. Right. And you don't see until you're finally ready to f- take on Calamity to Ganon, you get the last memory. You've collected all these other memories. You pretty much got a gist of the story, what's going on. And you go into the f- this field 
there were, you see this, all these robots are like broken down and dead. And you see it was like a great battle that took place. So you're going to take him on by yourself without any robots or okay. divine beasts? Yeah, I should probably back up before I even to mention that. So you go to each place and the town, each like race in the town's like, the divine beast is going wacko. Can you help us? Oh, so you... So you take on the divine beast and as soon as you do, you hear a voice in each divine beast. It's the spirit of one of the champions that was wielded to like control it and they're dead essentially mm-hmm. but their spirit lives on and as soon as you like unlock the divine beast like puzzles you they like awaken and you, you meet them and they talk to you and they're like it's good to see you link like it took you long enough to wake up but we need your help like i'm going my spirit i'm going to use my spirit that's awake now one last time to use this divine beast to weaken Ganon for you and then I'm going to give you a power and they give you a certain power okay. that they usually had but they can't use anymore this is very much or it seems to me like the saints and I don't know if you're going to bring this up but I wasn't yeah so the the fact that they are or Link is going to the, well I don't think he's doing it on purpose but communicating with these spirits who have already passed right but have something or have some experience in a situation that he needs help with, you know? And I think that reflects on the way that we interact with the saints too, or, or those who are in purgatory even, uh, well, less in purgatory, but when we pray to them, we're asking them for their help, you yeah. know, which their power isn't directly theirs. It's still like they're interceding for us to God. But, um, even still, we look to them for an example too. Totally. They've, <laughs> they've used the divine beast, if you will, you know, and have something to teach us and something to give us, um, that helps us in our battle. And so I think that's a point to bring up. Yeah, no, that's really smart. It, it's really funny too. Cause every time that he sees one of the new spirits, they're like, it's good to see you again. And you have no recollection of who they are. Right. So like, you don't know who I am. Um, so you'd have to explain it. But it's this idea of like the, the church past, present and future, we're, we're still united mm-hmm. into a single body. So the only thing that I pulled from the spirits and like that concept is that if you look at the battle before and then the battle now, the battle before there were, there was everybody in on it and they lost. Why? Because of those quirks that I mentioned before, the bird thought he was the best. Garouk, even though he was jolly, was even like, there was a memory where he's on the divine beast in the past with Link and they're riding and he's like, all those other divine beasts don't have nothing on me, like tell him to keep up. And so like, they're almost like competing for like, who's the better controller with their divine beast and the Mm -hmm. other. And so they're not really working together on this situation. Whereas now that they're dead and they can't, without a link being alive where they can like put their power into him. They are forced to work through link Mm -hmm. with their power. Like they're, they're forced to work together whether they want to or not. Even the birds reluctant in his spirit, but he does it. It's like, all right, you've earned my trust. Like here's this power. And once they're actually in unison through one person doing the job with, with their assistance, then they're able to take down Ganon. Yeah, my initial thought with that is looking to the the apostles. Mm-hmm. 
you know, where there's some of them who were jealous of others kind of authority and some who wanted to be at the right and the left. And, you know, uh, Christ says to the brothers, like, will you be able to drink from the cup that I'm about to drink from? And they say yes. And in the end they do, but they don't think they realize what that means. It sounds kind of like where these guys were when they said yes to agree to help. They're like, yeah, I mean, I'm the best, you know, like I'll, I'll do what I have to, you know, mm-hmm. but I want to be the best. Right. And so it's, it's that competition and yeah. And then I don't know what comes next, but after that, the Holy Spirit is what unites them. So maybe right. there's some draw with that too. Well, the biggest thing is, I mean, the last memory you get is Link is with Zelda and they're fighting and they're being overwhelmed by like, not divine beast, but some of the other robots. And so it's a battle for the first time Link can't protect Zelda from. And when it looks like they're about to like lose in that pressure, Zelda finally wields her power. And like flash of light comes from her hands and it's this burst of bright light that pushes everything back and all the all the machines explode. And when it all like comes to and settles, she looks and she's also like killed Zelda. I mean, Link. She's killed Link, too. And so she's like, quick, everyone, get him, take him to the chamber, put him in a deep sleep for, so he can heal. And that's why you're put into a deep sleep. For a hundred years. And you were removed from the battle before it took place. And so, like, they had all these parts, except for... The, the missing Link. The, the, the missing Link. <laughs> the Link. The, the, I think we yeah, just found the, the one title that for this episode. The sword that uh, was willing to darkness. And so they went on everyone else lost because he wasn't there which was funny because some of the divine beasts or some of the champions didn't even see why he was important and even zelda didn't see necessarily why he was important so when you finally wake up zelda's the only one that's not actually dead her her spirit like she went into the castle to fight ganon and her spirit's just like trapped in the continuum of the war within the castle so when you wake up Everything's in chaos, and you. Whenever you look at the castle, it's just clouded in this red, maroon, dark, like mess. So and they've been like, fighting for a hundred years inside the canon. castle. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But it's like within this weird, like time warp, like ness. Um, gotcha. So you go in and, and defeat him, and her power is like trapped within Ganon, and she helps you defeat Ganon, and you use, you have, the ability to fly, through the Ritos. You have the ability to defend yourself through the Gorons. You have the ability to f- swim up waterfalls through the fish people. Mm-hmm. And you have the ability to bring down rains of electric thunder through storms through the Urbosas. Or not Urbosa, but the other people. They're the queen. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so like, they give you the powers that they had, as well as the divine beasts all shooting from their points by the spirits weakening him like by the time you see him they shoot all at once mm. and like half his health goes down and so you have to defeat him just just half of that wow and then he resurrects and into like this beast mode and you take him down once again and then ultimately she's zelda's brought back from not being trapped anymore and she's like okay let's like do this right and she's like happy not only happy for like 
anything. She's just happy with who she is hmm. finally and happy with having Link around. Cause another thing was, she was like, I don't need you. Like, I don't want you around. Please stop following me. And he just wanted to follow the King's orders and protect her. And she's like, like super thankful for his presence and his existence. And they walk off to like start a new life in Hyrule, like to like try to rebuild everything from the ground up. Interesting. But I thought you didn't finish the game. Or you did finish the game. I've finished the story. The story, not okay. Gotcha. The game that's left is like um, there's shrines all around that only I can unlock with the Sheikah slate, and then I figure out puzzles. And the more I do that, the more hearts I gain to increase my life, mm-hmm. or the more stan- stamina I gain to climb more, do more gotcha. wind. Yeah. So, going off of yeah, what you just told me from the story, uh, the first thing I want to kind of point out is that scene where her powers are realized and she pushes back everyone um yeah first off a question is it something that comes out of like anger or desperation or is it something where in that moment she realizes like her importance or it looked like both it looked like it's something that came out of out of like rather than trying to harness the power for herself she needed to protect Link in that moment. Mm. So, like, okay. It's like self-sacrifice brought the powers out. Like, self, selfless use. Yeah. So, from the very beginning, I mean, you were talking about this, like, this dark beast, this corrupting uh, Ganon, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, he's coming in, and, and you described him as, like, a misty shadow, right? Right. And then, when you talked about the sword... Uh, the sword that seals the darkness so the seals the darkness right and then her powers are light so all there's obviously this contrast between light and dark totally uh which is pretty typical in, in a lot of different fantasy games and stuff but that's also typical in our spiritual life too and in the real world so i mean christ himself calls calls himself the light of the world you know mm-hmm. so he is he's the light there's this mystic who uh had a vision from Mary, a uh, vision from Mary, that, where Mary was telling her basically all the things that happened at mass, at every single mass. And so uh, this mystic was, or Mary was telling this mystic that um, the people in purgatory were there. Uh, there was demons there. There was angels there singing the whole time. And then specifically talking about the demons, when the consecration happened and Jesus was held up, right. at that moment all of the demons were just like blasted away by like this burst of light. And so when you're talking about her, her powers of like needing to protect, that's what I thought of because it's this moment where like Christ enters the room in a very physical manner and and immediately protects us immediately pushes away the temptations that are the tempters that are around us every moment of our lives and so even in this overwhelming odds he pushes everyone away so that was what i thought of immediately when you said that something that comes to mind for me is like this is kind of a beautiful story of the church especially right now Mm -hmm. where link can almost be the christ figure because he has the only weapon that can't be corrupted by ganon 
Like the sword isn't something that Ganon can corrupt. Yeah, because it seals the darkness. Right. It seals the darkness, and it's also just like not one of the machines. And then we're the champions. Mm. Whereas right now, if we're given these things to fight, but we're like aiming to be the best, or we're jolly, we're taking in the beauty of things. That's like what Garuk did. He's like loved the world of Hyrule and like just loved the beauty of it. But we're not focused on like becoming friends with the other champion who's working alongside me or or even investing in this knight who supposed to be doing it with or for whatever. Then it's like almost all for naught. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose. And then the weapons that we're given... <clears throat> to fight this battle we have to be aware are corruptible and we have to like have a mindfulness to if they're corrupted or when they're corrupted and how to fix it or how to avoid it and stuff like that where as unifying all of our tools and everything we have through christ or through the night like giving our powers and our, our abilities to him link then we're able to yeah that's, that's exactly what i was thinking as you're saying it too is not being attached to their certain gifts or their talents right and being willing to forfeit them to link or in our case to christ right right so we each have these talents um or these gifts these possessions that we we hold on to but we hold on to them you know we're supposed to be giving them back to christ um yeah, I was thinking about this this week, uh, the phrase, when you sing well, you pray twice, you know, so that, that's a talent that some people have is the ability to sing well. Uh, and it, the reason why it's praying twice isn't because like song is a better prayer necessarily, but it's because you're taking your prayer, so that's once, but then also giving the gift of your voice, which was given to you by God and giving it back to him and using that to glory or bring him glory. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing with any talents we have. When we take those gifts and we take those talents that we have and we use them to bring glory to God, that's praying twice. Something that's been in my prayer a lot lately, and I know I've mentioned this to a bunch of people and I'm, I know Clint, you've already heard this, is just that the, the, what, it, what the word savior means. Mm-hmm you know, Christ as our savior and like remembering that he died on the cross for our salvation and he died on the cross to remove, to forgive our sins, you know, the stain of sin. But he also died on the cross for whatever we're in and dealing with right now. Like for the frustration towards a person that we have, he died for that suffering for, you know, the loss of a loved one. He died for that suffering. Like, like he's that he's the savior for that situation too. Mm -hmm. And so if we can remember that and go back to that every time and just like lean on our savior for not only like, okay, yes, I see a crucifix. He died on the cross. I know what that means, but like realize he's on that cross for whatever state in life you're in right now then it's like it's like unifying yourself with with link and allowing him to take the battle and, and defeat ganon yeah that's good stuff I, I don't know much more than what you've told me so 
that's, that's about all. Essentially, that's about all it's got. kind of you know open world. It comes in memory, so it's like not a huge story, short, but like really filled with depth. Yeah, I mean, it seems it seems cool. And I guess one last thing I can mention is the diversity of the groups too. Mm-hmm. I think even within the church, you kind of reference how that that's kind of a a, a figure of the church. Um, within the diversity of the church, we have different charisms, you know, and I think we tend to divide ourselves out and become uh, the the charismatics and the, the rad trads and the uh, social justice Catholics. And like we have all these different categories and we're dividing ourselves out rather than working together. And I, I know you kind of hinted at that a little bit, but within those different gifts, talents, interests, we're still supposed to be one church. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm going to steal this from the crunch because I was just listening to them yesterday. But they were talking about how everything within the church, whether it be your social justice or your worship or whatever, it has to be rooted in Christ or it's not Christian. And so it has to all come back to him. And if we're all coming back to him, then all of those groups should be united in, in that. And that's what, what the church is. We have diversity. We have this Catholicism, universality. That's what Catholic means is to be universal. We have this diversity. Um, but another pillar of the church is to be one. And so we have diversity, but unity at the same time. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about the church. Yeah. That's all I got, really. Cool. Kind of heavy in the story, but... Yeah. No, that's, that's good. Good story. Um, I want to have a challenge prepared, but I, I, I really... The one thing we really didn't touch on too much that I think is a challenge is the story of what Zelda was dealing with. Mm. The story of, like, figuring out what my power is and actually do I have it. Like, the being born into something. Yeah. Well, maybe, I mean... Even for the challenge, we could do like identify this week what are some of the like talents that you've been destined to have, like that you you have, and are you holding on to those or are you laying them back down for Christ right. to bring glory to Him? Yeah, are you or are you utilizing them? Yeah, as as a self seeking like this is my talent. Mm-hmm. Are you utilizing them as like selfless use for Christ? Right. Yeah. Competing like the champions or like the later champions actually laying them down. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's a good, good cool. challenge. Cool. Any shout outs? Uh, so, I had the one at the beginning for Veronica. And actually, yeah, I do have another one. Um, one of my teens, Maria. So, we were at uh, Whataburger Wednesday. Just a chance for me to hang out with a bunch of my high school teens. And we started playing tic-tac-toe. And she taught me how to play ultimate tic-tac-toe, which is awesome. Super simple, but also really strategic. And I love strategy. So. Yeah. And she also said she listens to the show now. So Nice. Yeah. Super excited about that. Cool. Yep, yep. How about you? Shout outs? I had one uh, within the chaos of going on break for the holidays and coming back. And as soon as we came back, you know, we launched like all our new stuff. Like mm-hmm. website and all these things that we've been in the works, some things small fell under the radar. 
we had Disney December in, in December. Yeah. And we didn't get a bunch of feedback. We did get one really solid reply during Disney December that we just never mentioned, even though we said we would during that month. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to shout out Sarah Madler yeah. for replying. She sent an email breaking down Beauty and the Beast. I'm just going to read a few things she said. She said, Beauty and the Beast is all about sacrificing for love, which kind of ties into what we've been talking about just now. Mm-hmm. That Belle is odd and doesn't fit into her own town. She's made for something greater, which is something we talk about on the show, as we are also made for something greater. When there are times where we don't feel like we fit into the world, it's because we were made for heaven. Belle's father goes to sell his goods. In the book, his other daughters wanted fine clothing and fabrics. All Belle wanted was a rose and her father to be back safe. He comes across this castle in the storm and tries to find some warmth. The beast locks him up for trespassing. When Belle comes, she offers herself in her father's place to stay as prisoner, sacrificing herself for love, sacrificing herself for another. Over time, her beauty, which is a reflection of Christ, changes the beast's heart. He is transformed by being taught how to love by another. In our walk with, as Christians, we do not do it alone. We need others to teach us and walk with us. In the end, he knew that he had to let her go. He had to sacrifice his own wants for the good of another, as you were called to do in marriage. The beast, without ex- expectation of love being returned, sacrifices himself for another, regardless of being returned feelings. To, to protect Belle and save her, he gave her his life. In the end, he is resurrected, and the love is returned. Yeah, I, I really want to focus specifically on where she talked about how the beauty is what changed him mm-hmm. what, what saved him because uh this is something that i talk about a lot bishop Aaron talks about a lot but in our evangelization we need to lead with what is beautiful within the church before we can lead with what is true within the church um and that's where conversion begins is when we recognize the beauty in something yeah uh, so i think that's really good thanks sarah yeah thank you sorry it took us so long but <laughs> we're trying to get better about this stuff disney february <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Uh, with that, guys, yeah. thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, we do have some really big announcements mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, there's more. There's always more. More announcements. First off, uh, next week, we will be having a guest on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be having Gomer from Catching Foxes on the show. So, make sure you tune in next week. Yep. Uh, it's going to be an awesome episode. We've been uh, really I've been studying for this. Uh, that's how excited I am. Uh, so it, it'll be good. Um, but yeah, that's going to be awesome. And then our other announcement is, if you haven't seen yet, we now have Patreon. So Patreon is a basically a website where you can go and support people who create things like us. And in return, those creators give you extra content or gifts or other different things. So... Go check that out. You can give as little as a dollar, but there's different tiers. So if you give $5, you'll start getting bonus content. Uh, If you give, I think, $10, you start getting that bonus content plus different gifts that we we add on as well. So go check those out. You can find that at patreon.com backslash the Christ and culture. You can also find it on our website, uh, which is www.thechristandculture.com. Also on our website, you can find the blog. And 
our new videos that are right. coming out. We on just our released the first YouTube one channel. yesterday. Yeah. So that's actually another shout out, Alec, who is doing all of our video editing. Uh, so shout out, Alec. You made a dope intro. Yeah, it was so cool. Uh, my mouth just like dropped when I saw it. So if you want all that extra stuff, uh, you want to help us out because it costs money to be able to do this. We want to get better, but it's costing us different stuff. Uh, and we want to get new things to give you guys. If you want to help with that, uh, please check out our Patreon. And in return, right. for the first five patrons that sign up, we are going to give you guys extra rewards. So anyone who signs up uh, for at least the, the $5 tier or above, you will get a Reflection for Lent, which is a 15-part um, reflection based off of different songs and, and movies and stuff like that. And you will get a, I guess, session of your choice, which can be like a podcast or just a sit-down discussion with right. a couple of us talking about any topic of media that you want. We'll break it down with you. We'll talk just with you. And yeah, so the first five patrons, you can choose whether it's just you just want to talk about a topic and not record it, then we'll do that. If you want us to record it and edit it and send it personally just to you five, and no one else gets that episode, and you have a podcast that was your topic, and you will be on, on like the live chat about it, then yeah, it's one of those two, but it would be tailored for you guys. Yeah, so that's only for the first five people to become patrons. So make sure you check that out as soon as possible. Again, that's www.patreon.com backslash the Christian culture. Cool. Also, don't forget to like, share, subscribe on all of our stuff, SoundCloud, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all the things, iTunes, whatever you listen to us on. Just just like us. Yes. We want your affirmations. No, I'm just kidding. But it does help us with uh, getting out to more people. So with that, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. And don't forget to be the missing link. That was so cheesy. <laughs> Perfect case.